0: I've got that. We're going to talk about it. Yeah. Welcome to St. Augustine this evening. Come on, David Show. Wow. I feel like I'm working with Pete Melfi again. Give Amanda one day off, and this is what happens to me. We're live. We're 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 live. What? Well, he is. I am. The rest of you guys are fine. Uh, By now, you know that uh, Troy Blovens is sitting in with us and Amanda's here. We had a guest scheduled today. Apparently, they couldn't make it. I've not heard from the guest, but you know what? We're going to roll the show. We're going to roll the show anyway because that's what we do. And we'll adapt and overcome. And uh, we're going to have quite a lot of fun today. Of course. You look great. You had a day off yesterday. I did have a day off. I'm so happy that you had a day off yesterday.
1: Surprisingly rested and still a little drugged. So this
0: ought to be fun. Oh, all right. (laughs) Just a little drug. For the record, the drugs were prescribed (laughs) and they had nothing to do with this show. Eh, maybe.
1: Will you stop that?
0: You show up for like 30 seconds and you're causing problems. That's all right. Maybe I'm gonna adopt the Pete Melfi policy of letting you answer questions in one word. Okay. I like that better. That's a better one. All right. Solomon Services. It's the premier place for personal training in St. Augustine. They have both youth and adult training classes. They've got small group strength and fitness development classes. And if you've been injured, they can get you back on the court or back on the field in better shape, ready to go, and they'll get you back there safely. They have a state-of-the-art center with both indoor and outdoor turf areas, and all of their coaches are certified through the National Strength and Conditioning Association. Give them a call today, 904-461-9945, or visit their website, solomonservices.com. Sign up today.
1: Absolutely. And Abert, Kresge, and Associates, they are a full-service local CPA firm with a team of skilled professionals dedicated to providing top-level service in areas of tax compliance, planning for businesses, individuals, estates, and trusts, audits, reviews, and other accounting services, business valuations, forensic analysis, and litigation support. Give them a call at 904-460-0747 or at abeerkresgecpa.com. And if you are hungry, and let's face it, we will be by the end of the show, Have dinner with the Tringali family. You can check them out at Carmelo's Pizzeria. Voted best pizza nine years in a row. New York brick oven style pizza. They also serve salad subs, wings, and more. You're feeling a little more carnivorous. 123 Burger House. They have the best burger three years in a row. They also have chicken, wings, salads. Pizza is back. Ice cream. Both restaurants offer dine-in, takeout, and delivery through Bite Squad and Grubhub. The Tringali family would love to share dinner with you tonight.
0: All right, and Land Title of America, whether you realize it or not, when you refinance the sale or purchase of a home, there's a title company involved. Don't get stuck with some out-of-town title company that doesn't give a crap. When you're faced with challenges, stay local and choose Land Title of America. Just call or text Stephen Collins, 904-501-4481. He specializes in all types of real estate transactions. Land Title. Your local title company, Ensuring America's Land, one title at a time because they- They give a crap. Yes, they do. They're I awesome sponsors. They're great people. They do a phenomenal job. Yep. All right. So as usual, mm-hmm. we're winging it today. We're winging it. And we usually do that. I, I have been in a planning and zoning meeting for the last hour and a half. Yowzer. So that's been extremely fun. Uh, or two and a half hours. I'm sorry. Yeah. Two and a half hours? No. Three and a half hours. I'm sorry. I lost track of time. It's a Three lot. Three and a half hours. <laughs> yes. Yes. So anyway, uh, we have Troy Glovins. We got Amanda with us today. Yes. Um, Amanda, this is the hi. week that Amanda and I
2: don't talk to one another. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm very. My like- sister's watching. So, is she? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Troy's sister, Darlene. So Poo. I, I love that. My, my but, sister's name's Pooh to Poo. me. Everyone you, else calls her Darling. Was, was yeah. your nickname Piglet? Nope. Troy, are boy. you sure? Oh, my sister's real name is Winona Darlene. Pooh sounds good. So Win- Winnie. Mm-hmm. Okay. So was? she was always poo to me. Okay. Right. So awesome. Not because you stepped in poo as a child, like because how you got nickname. Like when we were young, you got your nickname yes. from your infliction yes. of whatever. You know, we actually had friends like crippled Scott <laughs> and no. one eye Willie, who actually only had one eye. Yes, and was actually yeah.
1: named William.
2: Yes, and was actually named <laughs> Willie. Uh, you know, we we had a guy named Booby who was. Breastfed until he was like five. Yeah. So right. so I mean we we had nicknames to whatever your weakest moment was. <laughs> yeah. And 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 it was completely okay, and we all survived. Yeah. So that was all. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean,
0: listen, I I I was a skinny kid, so mm-hmm. I was the shortest kid. I got all kinds of nicknames. Mm-hmm. I got every yeah. nickname you could. Possibly yeah, he
2: nicknamed himself Mad Dog later. No, so. no, 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 that's what he did. Honestly, you did. I did not. You did. If my
0: friends from college are watching right now. They will tell you that is a nickname that came up from a guy whose nickname was Wild Man. Oh, okay. And the Wild Man nicknamed me Mad Dog. Okay. I don't know why, but that's
2: why. Mad Dog Davis. Mm-hmm. Okay. Dog All right. Davis. Maybe we can get it to catch now. I don't Maybe. know. Maybe. Yeah
0: shirt? You know the funny is we started doing radio and they're like, oh, you need a nickname. I'm like, well, the nickname I have somebody's already got. There's there's yeah. already a mad dog on the radio, yeah. Yeah. so I really don't want to be that dude. I want to mm-hmm. be confused with him because he there was somebody who's rather a angry.
1: Radio mad dog on
0: the show, Fraser. Mm-hmm. So covered on yeah. all. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was everywhere. Yep.
2: Yeah, yeah. Our sure show didn't need nicknames. No, there we, was our, a, our callers had nicknames. Our callers <laughs> had nicknames. We gave all our callers and nicknames, I I and missed. I missed them.
0: I miss the dead man, the professor I, I missed the professor yeah. I really do they, they were some great callers George who had his own nickname mm-hmm. George
2: yeah right George Paul. George was very helpful when you were by yourself yeah okay. he would <laughs> randomly play music from the 40s <laughs> over the radio and we finally had to tell him okay it, we don't we didn't pay for that music so yeah. you can get yeah. us in trouble mm-hmm. so we'd, we'd cut him off and he'd get frustrated smart guy. Yeah. yeah. George was brilliant. He
1: didn't respect Dur- com-
2: during, during Bay of Pigs. Uh, yeah. George was one of the three people that was left on the island at Key West. Okay. Yeah. He worked for the National Park Service. So there's only like three people in, like left on the entire island, and George was one of them. Yeah. And he would <laughs> call us and play music. Yeah. over the phone music. to us
0: over the radio Bad. and it was all like 1920s music yeah. and it had some connection like today is the day that this guy did something and such mm-hmm. and such but he also wrote this song let yeah. me play it for you yeah uh-huh. right and so days that you had no content george was spectacular.
1: Yeah. yeah yeah
2: the day nat king cole stepped yes. into france yes
0: <laughs> wonderful <laughs> Wonderful. Oh, that's so, hey, go to you and Troy for just a second. I got to listen okay. to this voicemail. And make sure it's not our
2: our guest who right. was supposed oh, okay. to, to be all here, right. but all I right. don't recognize so, him. Um, either, so,
0: yeah.
2: Have you been downtown and see what's going on at Francis Field?
1: Yeah. So I just drove past that on Sunday, and they're like building an entire castle out there. What's going
2: uh, on? All right. So I, I actually took a tour today, okay. and it is uh, very impressive. Uh, the have you been to Have you been to the Players Championship? And their wow. luxury boxes and stuff like that. No, they have razor. they have 12 of those set up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like a, a three-story tower. Yeah, set, I saw that. Set up. And the stage is the biggest stage I've ever seen. Yeah,
1: it's the biggest one I've seen.
2: Like it's bigger than the amphitheater's the theater. stage that's permanently there. Yeah. And it's bigger than Red Rocks. It's, it's the biggest stage I've ever seen. It's and huge. it's impressive. And, and I was driving by yesterday as they were raising the the towers. I uh-huh. was so cool. I, I was like, it was like an Erector set, uh, set coming to live. Like yeah. I just wanted to growl at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. I
1: drove past there on Sunday. I had to go to the bank. And so, you know, I kind of mm. went all the way around it to, yeah. get to Ameris bank and like guys are running lines through storm drains, like electrical lines to get them uh-huh. to hookups and stuff. It was wild to watch what they're doing. I, I guess there's some sort of like event map infrastructure for it. Yeah. But it's it's just wild to see like okay this was a field a week ago and now it's got all these shiny like pointy tents in the whole life.
2: Well, it's and, wild. And, uh, the today today at the county commission, uh, the amphitheater crew became they're officially a nonprofit now. Okay, so you know two thousand seven it, it was listed under parks and recreation. Mm-hmm. Then it became its own uh, entity, and today they're now no longer under uh government role, which would have been beautiful. I, I'm so jealous of Gabe and the whole crew, um, uh, which would have been beautiful. So they don't have to like run everything through the county attorney or anything mm-hmm. like that. They can operate like a real business. Okay. So congratulations to those guys. That's great. And um I did get the numbers from Gabe uh yesterday before the TDC meeting. And they're about 16,000 sold. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to generate almost uh, 34,000 bed nights.
1: Wow,
2: so it's, a, it's an economic impact of about 16 to 20 million dollars. So yeah. they're going to lose money on the event because it's a first- year event. Mm-hmm. But the community, which is what it's really for, because I can tell you right now in the hotel business, mm-hmm. if it wasn't for this with the hurricane hitting uh, Labor Day weekend, which killed all the hotels, yeah. um, we, we would have had just nothing in September. Would have been horrible. So
1: well, I'm glad for the hotels.
2: Hey, Mike, we have a guest. We have a guest. Did we stall long enough for you. <laughs> you guys
1: stalled long enough. I think we got it good.
0: Um, we we roll with everything here. We don't. We, we're yeah. just. We're kind of easy going with all these things. Um,
2: is this camera actually on? It is, it oh, is right. on. We, we do. I didn't know it. if I needed to do anything. All right.
0: So we're gonna get a quick uh, get, uh, Jerry James. Yes. Right. I want to make sure I'm saying that it's Jerry, right? Yeah.
3: Jerry, not with, not, a G, okay. Jerry with a G. With yeah.
0: a G. I read mm-hmm. that this morning. I did a bunch of uh, of research on you, so I was trying to make sure I had that correct. So. Right. one welcome to the show
2: thank you um, yeah, Jerry if you would can you pull that microphone a little closer yeah to yeah, you? yeah. absolutely I, I, you look like the kind of guy who has a coach's voice yeah it, it might not always carry that far yeah so
0: got it that's all right Amanda thought you looked like Harrison Ford yeah. <laughs> well been told that before
2: yeah. thank you yeah. I think he looks more like him now than he does in the picture yeah. <laughs> but she put the thought in my head
0: she did all right so um, we had Travis Hudson on a couple of weeks ago yep. Travis made a couple of comments um, that you took uh, exception to, um, so you called me. I said, "Hey, if you want to come on and refute those, I'm more than happy to have you do that." So I give you an opportunity to do that. Love to sit and talk with you more about who you are and how you got to St. Augustine. Um, I'm not a big throwing mud guy one way or the other, but I honestly feel like you, you need to be able to say what you want to say about uh, about uh, Senator Hudson.
3: So fire away. Yeah, I'm not a big throwing mud guy either, but I am about truth and. Uh... That's what I based my campaign on, um, and I ran against Travis Hudson for uh, State Senate last election cycle, which ended in August of 22, the primary election. Um, and uh, throughout that election, starting in as early as February, they were putting out flyers like this, which uh, is a full color, eight by 10, uh, and these. There was there were several of them. Um, here's another one. Um, and here's another one. And these keep coming, coming, coming. And basically uh, you see me here pictured with AOC. Uh, look, here's the truth of the matter. I've never voted anything but as a Dem- as a Republican in my life. I never voted Democrat in my life. I've always been a Republican um since i started voting um the only time that i didn't vote for a republican was with, when Rand paul or uh or, or ron paul uh, ran against mitt romney for the president in the primary i voted for um ron paul i believe but other than that i've been straight party line republican my whole life, uh, all of these accusations are complete lies, and they continue to lie about me because they couldn't find anything in my background that was that was detrimental to me running for the state office. And uh, when listening to your program uh, last uh, a few weeks ago, and Travis Hudson uh, stated that I uh, was a campaign contribute, uh, I contributed to uh, the uh, pack here that the uh president of uh, the commissioner of, uh of the REC runs um and that's uh what pack is that um so, uh, anyway of course i would never donate um any m- money that uh for my campaign to a pack uh, I received a donation from that pack and it was and it was welcome um, because uh, it was a conservative pack and uh, now the St. John's County Commission for the most part uh, is completely a conservative uh, run organization. Um, they had basically taken it over from the establishment, uh, replaced, uh, Establishment-like uh, people uh, with what I consider to be conservative uh, uh, factions of uh, patriots now um, in the Republican Party, as I see it, we have a internal war going on with the basically the the um, old guard. Um, and I would consider, like, Mitch McConnell old guard and the populist conservative guard, uh, like the Donald Trumps of, and for that matter, even uh, Ron DeSantis uh, has proven himself to be, uh, at least governing in this state, a conservative. Um, but uh, you have the, the establishment, as it were, or the, the political class versus the patriot class. And uh, I ran as a patriot, and uh, patriot defined is the love of God, the love of country, and the love of your neighbor. And that is the only reason I was running, not for political gain or for power of any kind whatsoever. It was only for that. I wasn't looking for anything but to put a voice of patriotism within our electorate. And um, so that's why I ran. But uh, this thing that Travis Hudson said that I, I donated to this pack was a complete lie, along with the the myriad of other lies.
2: Hey, and Jerry, I just and, and Mike and I have been friends for thirty-five years. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest arguments we got in is when Mike was running uh, for office and one of his pack put out something that attacked one of my projects. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, Mike probably remembers how mad I was when I I went in and slammed it on his desk. And he's like, I, I have no contact with him. And, you know, I don't think a lot of our audience understands the separation you have with these packs. Can you can you briefly give us, you know, an example of those separations of, you know, information that goes out that might be supporting you that you never even get to see?
3: Yeah, well, I've turned down money. From organizations that uh, were PAC affiliated, um, that uh, I didn't agree with the, their fundamental premise. Um, in turn, uh, I was offered money from certain PACs, and didn't I didn't take it in this land, last campaign, and I won't again um, because i not that I'm a holier thou, than thou or purer than thou, but I think money taints politics. And it taints it taints politicians. Um, so if you're beholden to somebody because they gave you tens of thousands of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars, um, you're basically going to you you're going to pay them back in a political favor somewhere down the line. For the most part, <laughs> now packs uh, are Stafford Jones runs most of the packs in Florida, and we uh, the, he I think he has 97 different packs. As the last count that I that I knew of, uh, and uh, the RPOF, Republican Party of Florida, um, donates into a lot of these packs, and so does a lot of so do a lot of individual large contributors donate to these packs for a number of different reasons. Uh, companies or insurance companies are a big donor to a lot of these packs, so that they can't be. Um, Basically affiliated with that certain uh, candidate or legislator that they're trying to influence, but at the at the end of the day, the legislators know where that money comes from mm-hmm. um, for, from the lobbyists in the PACs, and the uh, packs, and it's it's not a what,
2: good thing. One one of and and not to get too much on the federal side, but one of the packs that you know, are one of the big donors to PACs that I've noticed and my, my two boys have autism. So the pharmaceutical companies have really hidden their money through PACs uh, in those how how can we, you know, if if you got in, how can we defend against certain situations like that where you you're you know, what I'm hearing from you, there's bad money in some of these PACs. And that's the reason you you denied the money. How can we defend and create and one of the reasons we do on this network is we don't accept any political money whatsoever so that we can have both sides in and be in a neutral position. But how how can, if you're sitting in there and you're at, you're in that political position, what's some of the things that we can kind of defend against this hidden money that's kind of still hush money or whatever you want to call it?
3: Well, first of all, I want to commend you guys for having me in and being fair and balanced and without influence to uh, a lot of the people that have a lot of money and uh, you're not taking money that's very very commendable and I appreciate it um, in terms of uh, we have your question we have to get a handle on money and politics this has been talked about for years and years and years unfortunately the sad reality of it is money is the biggest factor in somebody getting elected you show me a guy with or a woman with a million dollars in campaign funds versus a person that is grassroots, Mm -hmm. and I will give that person that has a million dollars a 90% chance of getting elected Mm -hmm. versus the person that is the grassroots trying to raise their own money. So, you know, you can always enact go to your legislature uh, if you're elected and and enact new laws. My whole purpose going to Tallahassee is to shrink government. Uh Our government is out of control both in the state and federally. Now, a lot of people think, well, we're we're doing fine here in Florida. Well, do you realize that our budget has doubled in, in, in the state of Florida in just the last five years Obviously, we've got a lot of new people coming in. But if you gave me one month in a crew of auditors to go into the state, I could I could cut the state budget myself with my crew, 20% and nobody would ever feel it. I pretty much guarantee you that. And it's almost the same situation here with the county government. Today, just today, I went down to, for, I live in Ponte Vita Beach. I went down for a run on the beach. I sprint, and you know, just and and then I walk a little bit and sprint and walk a little bit. And I go to park, and I was told, well, "You can't park here." Why? What's going on? There's dump trucks rolling in there, and and crane bulldozers. Oh, we're doing renourishment of the beach. Well, that's a fancy word. We're dumping a bunch of sand on the beach when the next big hurricane comes going to wipe all that sand. So it's an endless perpetual project mm-hmm. that they're dumping millions and millions and millions of dollars in that the taxpayers, whether they live in St. Augustine or they live inland, uh, wherever, uh, are paying for the people that have taken the risk, supposedly taken the risk, that live right on the beach and bought that property there. Mm-hmm. And they don't want their property washed, washed away. Well, I get it. But why should we all have to pay for that?
2: Well, and then that's, and I used to be Parks and Recreation Director. Right. So uh, uh, I can tell you right now, today, some of the people in Ponder should be kind of ashamed of themselves because they have their own independent tax that they put on themselves. But uh, Henry Dean fought for some state money that would have saved them money. And now they're mad at him because they feel it shouldn't be balanced and what they tried to do is the person in north Pontevedra isn't going to require as much sand as the person in south Pontevedra, so that that group should be paying more because they're it's costing everyone else more yeah. and they attacked him for that strategy and to me the more service you get the more you should pay why and and that's that I mean that's just not fair this is the guy who went after and procured the money for him right because they he's trying to do what the citizens asked for and then they attack him so right. shame, shame on those people that attacked henry today
0: and st augustine beach is a little different right than mm-hmm. pontevedra yeah. in right? mm-hmm. augustine beach the corps of engineers came in in the 50s and changed the inlet yeah right so they they moved the inlet so right. yeah the, the citizens here didn't say hey we want the inlet you well, know they said we're moving the inlet and when they moved the inlet once they did that, you had tremendous changes to Salt Run, which used to be Correct. the main entry into the city. Um the island that is has been created uh just south of the of the of the inlet uh, has grown tremendously. If you go look at old maps and look how yeah. big it is now, mm-hmm. um and the erosion on the beach accelerated at a rate that's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. We used to have a pier it, that that uh you could drive cars under
2: right underneath it yeah. and and uh the and the beach renourishment that's south of town had a 10-year study attached to it the one that's in pontevedra it's kind of like they threw it together yeah you know and and there's a 50-year plan uh on the one on saint augustine beach and there's sacrificial sand which you know is the sand and it relocates if you're south of the pier and you're in butler beach you have a dune line now you never had before but that study's working because they put the time into it, and it was there. And we knew it was going to be a 50-year plan. But I can tell you, I, I, was, I watched the county commission today, and I was, I was sad. Here's a guy who's trying to help them, and they basically just bit his head off. Mm-hmm. So.
0: Well, the other is with the beach. So the, the one complaint, right, if you up on uh, North Beach, Volano Beach, it's a very different sand. There's it a lot is. more shell in it than yeah, it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the last time they renourished, they took that shell that was in the inlet. And they put that down on St. Augustine Beach. You can follow that. My wife and I walk that beach all the time. It didn't take three months for mm-hmm. that orange sand to start showing up in the shells all the way down to Crescent Beach. Mm-hmm. And now, I mean, we have air. And that, the, the sand is gone, but the shells are still there. Mm-hmm. there you so go. as a surfer, when you get out of the water sometimes, it's all shell. It's little sharp. It's all yeah, <laughs> it's little it's sharp. shell yeah. getting out of there. Yeah. And I, I don't really, I want my white sand beach
3: back. So yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah.
0: I'm not going to lie.
3: Yeah. Well, and my question is, where does it end? I mean, yeah. and w- where do we stop as taxpayers mm-hmm. continuing wow. to put money into a, something that's going to wash away well, inevitably? Well, well, my, I
2: st- from my statement, a, statement
0: From to a, a tourism standpoint, right? Yeah. So right now they're getting ready to restart another re- uh, a renourishment. And, and it all starts around the pier area and then works its way south. Mm-hmm. Right? So in the city of St. Augustine Beach, um, you have tourists show up. The only parking lot is at the pier. That's Correct. the only major parking lot that mm-hmm. you have. So when they roll out there now and set up at low tide, right? They've got about four or five hours before there is you no. Know, I mean, th- that water is all the way to the seawall. I mean, I walk mm-hmm. out there to go surfing yeah. and go. You guys there's are no all beach. in the wrong spot. In about an hour and a half, yeah. you guys are all yeah, going to no be beach. trying to figure out where to go. So there's no beach there. Um, so I, you know, in that case, I don't know what to tell you unless you want to lose the old Saint Augustine Beach City Hall and you want to lose some of the other stuff. I mean, Embassy Suites but, has put a pile of money into a seawall there that. Before Embassy Suites
2: was there, it was a, a total dump. But that, bump of that one's job. gradually, you know that that fifty-year plan. Like I said, it took yeah. ten years to get to that fifty-year plan, and I don't know if you remember uh, Senator Tilly Tilly Fowler. Mm-hmm. She was very instrumental. We're talking in the in the early '90s, mid '90s, mm-hmm. very instrumental. Did a great job for us, um, getting getting money for us. But as we go north, with Crescent Beach is getting healthier and healthier towards the pier. I'm hopeful by the time I mean I was twenty something when this uh, when this started, I'm hopeful that I'll see the day that we'll no longer need mm-hmm. a beach renourishment in that area. But like you said, that inlet changed. we tried to change Mother Nature in the in the late 30s and 40s, and it's always gonna bite you. It's That's always it. gonna bite you That's trying exactly to bite Mother right. Nature. So, so
0: 1984, there was a week-long northeaster. So mm-hmm. we were trying to rebuild the pier. Part of the pier fell in the ocean, the crane I think fell in the ocean. And the old inlet opened back up again for about three days. And, and Mother salt, Nature's and salt, like, this is salt, the spot salt where run. the water should be running run. into Salt yeah. Run. Because um, at that time, you could drive on Anastasia uh, State Park Beach. You can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and you couldn't get up there at high tide you know, yeah. to the northern end of it. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I, you know, all of that. I, I do agree with you on the the fact that government is bloated. There's plenty of money within government if you want to go find it and you want to cut it. The problem is trying to get it and find it and cut it. Uh, Troy can tell you all kinds of uh, inside government stories. I think the statute of limitations is done now. Oh,
2: I, I, they can't do anything. Okay. I'm, coll- I'm collecting that damn retirement. Okay. All right. um, so, but, uh, but I mean, there's all kinds of things that you'd watch
0: and try to see people do to reduce costs and, and you weren't allowed to do it.
2: My my rule of thumb is if you can't get insurance there, you shouldn't build there. There you go. I mean, that's, that's, if, that's exactly that's so it. Cool. Exactly. Yeah. If you can't get insurance right. there, you shouldn't build there. And FEMA only protects these $2 million houses up to two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. The thing is so I, I, I don't understand the business sense right, of right. why because most of these people are pretty smart people. Yeah. Like they're in two million dollar houses. They can't be absolute imbeciles. Exactly. And and then they just go and throw money away like that. I, yeah. I, I don't I don't get it. So I understand frustration of where it is, but I was on the other side where I was fighting for those dollars too. Um to, you know, because I'm a property rights guy too. So I understand. That also. Yeah, I'm a property
3: of... rights guy as well. But, yeah, so uh, you know, um, common sense comes into play. You know, your property rights. You know, end when you're basically asking other people to pay for your property, I yeah. mean, uh, there was an old saying my dad used to say, "Your your ability to swing your fist ends at the tip of my nose." Mm-hmm. You know, and <laughs> so if you're starting to inconvenience everybody else, which is one of the biggest problems that I have with some of the developers here, mm-hmm. um, and not paying your the fees the, mm-hmm. the, that uh, your inconvenience then then i have a problem with the, your property so called private property rights because really it's not your property that i'm worried about it's everybody else's inconvenience that your yeah. property is you know
2: and 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 i'm away impacting. i'm away over here my girlfriend was asking what's a cdd you know like uh some of these and i was trying to explain a dri and a and a pud yeah. you know but the cdds don't cover because it's Spread out over so much time, don't cover the infrastructure that we're talking about. Right. So if they force them to pay up front, it could be a different story of where we're at development wise.
3: So I got to be cautious because in the development world, also. Well, so. and, uh, <laughs> I don't. You know, development's going to happen. You know, gonna gonna happen. You know yeah. development's going to happen, and I'm a constitutional conservative, and and I'm for development, and mm-hmm. but I'm also for infrastructure prior to to develop. I've seen this play out before. Obviously, I came from Southern California. Um, over 20 years ago, and uh, I've seen that place explode. Um, But the difference that I've seen there versus here, uh, at least in Orange County, is before development happened, they built the roads, they built the sewers, they built the infrastructure, they built the schools, and uh, because they knew the development was coming in. We haven't done a lot of that here. Mm -hmm. We're running running cars at probably 300%. Traffic impact uh, percentage compared to what those roads are or were designed for. Mm-hmm. Look at two hundred and ten right now; it's it's a joke. I mean, mm-hmm. trying to get from on a down two hundred and ten all the way to uh, you know ninety five, you can't even hardly. And it, it goes down to one lane. And it's actually
2: eased up since twenty twenty because so many people are staying home. Yeah. Since since that. Yeah. So it's actually. It actually was at peak at that point, uh-huh. and it's eased. Believe it or not, it's eased. Even though you can't, you can't it doesn't feel really like see it, but
0: I'll tell you, the new Beachside High School mm-hmm. they had to stagger the start times for classes. Yeah, mm-hmm. because it was locking up 95 and
2: 210. Oh, I thought it had something to do with the sidewalks not being complete.
0: No, it, it. What I heard it was locking it up, and you you had all these people getting stuck in traffic, and they were like, "Okay, we're going to stagger some of these start times."
2: Yeah. No, I I. I I can say I told you so. <laughs> yeah, many yeah. many lunches ago, you and I talked about that, yeah. Mike. So no, no. So um,
0: you got we got thirty minutes till six o'clock. Yeah, right. So yeah. you want to tell our listeners about you a little bit and where you came from? I mean, I I, yeah. already, I did a lot of research. I'm a research guy.
3: Yeah. I'm so not.
0: when I he's not. I'm not. Um, so that he knew your name is is a miracle as we walked in today, right? Oh well, um, Thank you. It, it, it's he forgets me all the time. Um, so you've got a really unique history. I mean, I did a lot of, a, a deep dive. There's a lot of articles on you. Uh, you've had a very different career. I know you're, uh, you know, right now you're a financial advisor. Right. Right. But you, you did a lot of things. You played in the USFL. Yep. Uh, I think then you were a bodybuilder.
3: Yeah, I'm uh, the which, Mr. California Bodybuilding Championship.
0: Yep. Uh, then got into uh, pro wrestling.
3: Yep. Then, gonna,
0: then got into golfing.
3: Yeah, two and a half years in the... WWF and the NWA, and uh, and then I realized uh, I didn't want to continue in that realm because either you're a drug addict, alcoholic, or a pervert. Usually, when you're in that era, you or, know I don't know all how the it is, above. or all <laughs> the above. Yeah, um, and uh, you know I I accepted Christ when I was nine years old, and I just thought it was cool to be a professional wrestler. But then when I got into the inner workings of it and just being around all the guys, uh, I couldn't. I mean, I was living a double life and uh, a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. And Mm -hmm. finally, uh, they were giving me a hard push because I was, you know, a former Mr. California bodybuilding champion. That was before the, you know, the real, real big guys were in. Now every, now all the guys are, you know, muscle guys. And, um. Oh,
0: yeah, wrestling was different when we were young. Yeah, it was, anybody, that's right. No one yeah. was right. in shape. That's right. Gordon solely was man. the man. Wrestling right. right. yeah. was different. Yeah. And then it, Dusty was at, the man. That's,
2: that's, Dusty uh, be, was be, the man. Be careful right. with your next words. I <laughs> was <be careful laughs> next words. Yeah, Dusty <laughs> was the man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will come across, across this,
0: this table at Tom and be careful with your words. But I recently, you had some pretty, two different
3: characters. Yeah. Right. You were Gary America. Jerry America. I'm sorry, Jerry America.
0: And so I'm assuming that's the good guy character, right? yeah. Um, so what was that character like, um, when you're at rest? Cause everything's, it's a show and you're performing.
3: Well, actually the reason I went with Jerry America is it's different than you think. I was a heel, uh, and I went over to Europe and I wrestled for a, a, a promotion. that was run by a guy named Otto Vance, And I went over with Andre the Giant and Andre and I did six months in Europe and I became Jerry America over there. Wore a red, white, and blue cape and red, white, and blue, uh, you know, boots and would walk around and just basically give the, uh, the you know. The, Were you in France? Yeah, I was in yeah. That's yeah. Okay. the giants yeah. of God in France. Yeah, exactly.
0: So, if it's suddenly, I like you a whole lot more. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> so, I was in France, Austria, Germany, uh, England. I wrestled. Uh, one of the stories I'll relay with you I wrestled giant haystacks over there. The guy was seven foot two, uh, I think 600 and some pounds. He gave me an elbow and I thought he crushed my chest. Oh. Um, but, uh, you know, just kind of different kind of wrestling over there. And then came back over here, worked. Uh, Did as you ever Adrian. have to
0: fight Andre the Giant?
3: No, I didn't. Uh, we both went over kind of as... Uh, Bad guys. Um, but Andre is he switched in France. He was the good guy. Yeah. I was yeah. Say, he was yeah,
2: he was, yeah. He, was, he was he was a different level legend. He was already a legend. Yeah. But he's a different level. So I just got a question for you because did you fly on the same plane as Andre? I did, yeah. All right. What was that like? on the plane if he had to go to the bathroom i i'm trying to picture this yeah, in that, my head cuz the
3: it's not a the
2: mathematics don't add up
3: <laughs> yeah they don't and you okay. couldn't you, 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 the uh this the uh, flight attendant had to uh, guard the door cuz you couldn't shut the door but that was a that was a story <laughs>
2: Story is... <laughs> Come on, Come on you, that's the mathematics don't that up. But yeah, I'll yeah. tell you a good one it's about... that. Like go Andre. to Japan all the time. I was like, oh, I've been there. That's so
3: we were, we were flying in Europe, and uh, we were late for a flight, and it was largely due to me because I didn't get up in time, and he was mad at me anyhow. So we had to go towards the end of the line. Well, Andre wasn't going to settle for that. So he goes up to the front of the line, literally grabs a guy by the back of the neck. Now, this was before 9-11. And moves him out of the way, and he goes, I'm next. And nobody said anything.
2: <laughs> Who could?
3: <laughs> that was, And he yeah. got in. He got him. We, he, you right. know, fly, flew first class, obviously. And I, was. A, and you might have seen this
2: yeah. live. Have you ever seen Andre the Giant? Like, say, this is the size of a beer can. Yeah. I want you to look up the picture of Andre the Giant oh, holding man. a beer can in his hand. Yeah. It looks like this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's incredible. And he he still has the record for like the most beers drink in in the. He would
3: actually drink 48 German beers a night. And I watched him. Yeah. 48 a night. Yeah. That's crazy. It was just unbelievable. Like like
1: it's water. I mean, like it's water. He was in one of my favorite movies, Princess Bride. And Carrie Ellways just wrote a biography a few years back about, about that experience. And he talked a lot about Andre the Giant and how the bars that they would go to just got to know him and his drink order and mm. they would serve him in, in pitchers Yes, and him holding a beer pitcher looked like a regular man, like holding a regular a beer. beer.
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. And you know, German beer is higher in alcohol yeah. Yeah. and you just didn't want to get when you're, if you wrestled a main event with him, the word was you didn't want to get him. You're real late mm. because by that time he would be hammered enough where if he fell on you, it would be detrimental to your health. Mm-hmm. You know? And and I understand he
2: he really disliked the macho man. I uh, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> Randy Savage. Yeah, he, he really yeah. disliked and, and Randy was yeah. a fr- like
3: he would see his name on with Andre and he'd be like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well he uh macho man knew how to work. Uh Andre worked rough. Um he worked really rough. Mm-hmm. So that meant, you know, more to the attune like you're actually Fighting. making contact yeah, and, yeah oh yeah. big time yeah All
0: right so the yeah. other one I gotta know what the costume was your other alias uh was uh, agent Orange. agent orange yeah. what did that co- I started thinking, what did that costume look like
3: so it was an orange hood you know I wore an orange hood and uh, uh orange orange tights uh I actually wore a black cape but orange boots and then um uh, I would uh you know I was a, a heel there I just for whatever reason you know I had the heel moniker and and uh go out and wreak havoc and, you know, um, throw orange, orange dust on guys and <laughs> blind them and just hammer them. <laughs> well, oh, like Kendu Nagasaki over <laughs> there. Um, all right. So USFL. Yeah. Um, what, which team were you on with the US signed with the Oklahoma Outlaws initially, and then we um, merged with the Chicago Blitz and became the Arizona Wranglers. And that was in the turmoil of the USFL when, you know, they Towards were going, the yeah.
2: Towards the end, yeah, I was, I was, I was, a, I was a, defense bo- defense. I was a ball boy for uh, the Stars when oh. they did their spring down in in the land of mm-hmm. all places, and uh, I was, I was wondering, I was, I was like, we might have been in the same spot at the same time, but those those teams never came through. Uh, no, the they, you trip. know, as
3: you know, they they sued the NFL, they won the lawsuit, mm-hmm. but it were, were they were awarded a dollar? Yeah. So then they, yeah. they couldn't make it any longer and went broke. You know, Donald Trump owned the. Yeah, he, he wanted he wanted to
2: compete in the fall. And, yeah. that, you know, I blamed him for the death of the USFL. I know. Right? We've had this so discussion he was running, I was years, like, he, I was like, he killed the USFL to me. Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, they're back, I guess. Yeah. The USFL's back, and I, I haven't watched too much of it. but um, Yeah. But
0: so, so you go, you're there, you do bodybuilding, yeah. right? And there's a great interview online with you as a golfer talking about bodybuilding. Yeah. I, I watched that this morning. I thought it was a very honest take on what bodybuilding was like. Um, and then you decide you're, you're going to become a long drive guy. Yeah. So what was that? How was that transition? What did you just wake up one day and go, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and golf ball Yeah. So
3: I, I won the Mr. California. I woke up the next day and, uh, you know, I got my three week old baby, uh, toddling around and I thought to myself, man, I, I don't know what these steroids are doing to my body mm-hmm. and my psyche. I knew I was a very aggressive person at that point. Didn't quite like it. And, um, You know, it was just a way to basically go in and see what I could do. Uh, I'm a no limits guy. And um, I just, I said, you know what, I'm I'm going to give this up. I want to see my child grow up. And uh, I was on, you know, at the time you could go to a doctor and and actually get Mm -hmm. prescribed steroids. And uh, that's different now. And I was under a doctor's care. So I always had liver tests and and kidney, you know, uh, all the enzyme tests. Yeah. Um, but, uh, after I won the Cal, that was, that was the thing that I really wanted to accomplish. So I started across. I, there was a driving range across the street and I started to go hit golf balls and I was really bad. I sucked at golf. And,
0: uh, you had the same coach I had. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I can totally yeah. relate to that. You <laughs> and I are on the yeah. same
3: page right now. Yeah. 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 And so I said, I cannot be this bad at this, at something and this can't be that hard. So there was a kid taking lessons that was in the paper all the time. And I said, I wonder who teaches that kid. And uh, it, his name was John Insamo. And uh, that kid ended up, his name was Tiger Woods. Mm-hmm. And so I started to go take lessons with Tiger uh, on the same, from the same coach on the same day. And um, within two years, I was scratch. And uh, I was, within a two and a half years, I was competing on the mini tours. I was, you know, playing on the Golden State Tour. And I was just so much longer than everybody else. Somebody said, hey man, you you should go in and enter long drive championships. And so I did. And uh, the first time I tried it, I ended up taking fourth place. And, you know, I got sponsored. Uh, TaylorMade helped me out and, uh, they they still sponsor me today and um and I just kept going and my son now has won the championship in two thousand seventeen and he's uh in the top two or three in the world.
0: Uh, you guys are the only father son
3: to win? We are, yeah. I, I, I figured that's a
0: pretty select group. So yeah. I was I didn't think there was like seven other pa- pairs of father sons that had won. So no. that's no. very impressive. Well Jerry, thank you. Congratulations
2: about you brought up steroids and during that era, I mean I'm assuming we're talking about mid to early early 80s. Mm-hmm. I, I was playing baseball in the uh, late 80s yep. when steroids really hit the baseball scene. And some of the guys I was playing with was taking, I mean, they were taking horse steroids. They were taking some really, really bad stuff. It sounds yep. like you had at least some doctor's advice with, um, I mean, it was pretty much you were taking tests or DECA. Yeah. Um, you know, they didn't have all the other options that they have today. So what, what, what was the, because most of my friends that finally said okay i'm done with steroids they had some scary moment um either heart situation or something was there a scary moment or was it just your child like okay i can't be this angry person
3: no there was never a scary moment um and it was simply as as clean as you know i feel like the lord speaking to me and that hey i want to watch my son grow i don't want to take any risk this this baby here i'm responsible for this kid now that i've had a child and uh I want to do everything in my power to raise this kid right, and uh, you know I had another child behind him and uh, my youngest, and it was just growing up and being a father. Mm-hmm. Uh, and prior to that, um, I didn't have any responsibility really. I mean, I had all the money that you could imagine. A, a young I didn't I wasn't rich, rich, but I'd make ai made a lot of money playing football. I made a lot of money uh, wrestling. It's easy and, to be
2: rich when you're single. Yeah, exactly. So it's exactly. easy to be rich when you're single. That's
3: exactly right. So um, and uh, you know, at one time I was driving around a Ferrari that I didn't fit in. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and just because you're ego. but you know, one thing I will tell every you know everybody knows this: pride goes before the fall, and a of spirit before destruction. And uh, the Lord brought me back in, and and he uh-huh. reined me back in, and I, I listened to that. I kept reading my Bible, and. And they would listen to that still small voice. And, and that's.
2: Yeah. When, when you see some of these uh, professional wrestlers, which you were a part of, or mm-hmm. football players, which you were a part of, yeah. or bodybuilders, you're a part of, you see them dying at age 35 yeah. and 40. Yeah. Do you, do you kind of look back and go, wow, that could have been, yeah, been me without, um, without, without, without my faith? I
3: mean, it sounds like your faith yeah. could have saved your life. Oh, it did. Absolutely. But I, like I said, I was doing, I was doing it. I, I believe more the right way. Uh, I was going to make a point to your point. Um, it was so prevalent back then that everybody was going to their doctors and, and all the big athletes. So I went in one day to Dr. Kerr's in San Gabriel, which was, that was my doctor. I'll never forget it. Mm. And now there's a documentary and it was about um, uh, Belco and all this. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I've, I've seen Did you that, see that yeah, on
2: that. I, I played ball with Canseco. Right. Um, so I, I, the whole juice thing and stuff yep. like that. I was. In in that era, I was about an era
3: behind you. Yeah, so. exactly. So, um, that said, I went out of there. But when Ben, remember when Ben Johnson got busted for yeah for the hundred yeah the ben. hundred meter? Well, guess who I seen coming out of my doctor's office? Carl Lewis. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, don't know if he was on steroids, but was, that's what I went but there he looked for. Good in high heels. Yeah, the- <laughs> yeah, that's what, yeah. So you know, I mean, it's similar a little bit to politics and that you don't know who you don't know, you mm-hmm. know,
2: and, uh, well, I mean, I, I, like I said, I was, I was playing, playing ball with a lot of guys and I would say 80% of the guys that at the high level I was playing with mm-hmm. were juicing Yeah. and in baseball, you still had to put the bat on the ball, but it helped you heal so much faster. Yeah. I could see obviously in bodybuilding, it, it gives you the mass, but I can see in wrestling the wear and tear on your body Yeah, big time. that you, you almost to stay, getting that paycheck, you almost probably felt like you had to have that.
3: 28 days a month, normally, we were on the road, Yeah, you know, and taking bumps that you can't believe. I mean, throwing guys out of the ring, you know, going off the top rope, second rope, flying elbows. It was just, it was crazy. Mm. And that was the other thing that, you know, got me. But more than that, I was just the, um, you know, the environment Mm. that uh, no Christian man should be Constantly are in. So it was too much temptation. So,
0: mm-hmm. I, got a, I got two questions, really. Yeah. One, I want to give you an opportunity to talk about where you want to go politically, yeah. right? Because we got about 10, 11 yeah. minutes left. But the other is, how did you transition and when did you become a financial advisor, right? You're making all this money. Yeah. You've got this. There's a part of that. I'm trying to figure out where that part of your life is and, and how you decided, hey, I'm leaving California and coming to Florida.
3: Yeah. So um, in uh, 2007, we had a financial downturn and I had a pretty good, um, sizable. Uh, retirement fund uh, set aside for myself and my wife and my family and I uh, had a my sister was uh, working for a financial advisor um, in Michigan um, and uh, he was managing my fund, he was managing my retirement account and uh, he put me into a stock um, without he assured me that it was it was a good it was a good stock to go in and called March 1st and uh he he lost one hundred and fifty thousand dollars of my uh, of my retirement account within three days, and uh, the, the company went broke. And so I said to myself, "This is absolutely insane that I would trust somebody that nefarious." I don't care if my sister, and so you know, my sister and I had a fallout because I was like going crazy with this guy. He all will make it back. We'll make it back. Well, you never. I mean, that's a pretty mm, good hit. No. So I started studying and. Seeing where that I could put money in, in, safe, in safety and security. And so I started passing, you know, took my license and got my, because I had a, I took some finance in college mm-hmm. and uh, just started uh, looking to where I could invest money safe, safe and secure. And I did it for myself. And then I did it for some tour players that I worked with. And uh, during the downturn, um, they never lost a dime, but made money and they were losing money in all of their other accounts that they were affiliated, that they had tied into the market. And they're going like, geez, this is kind of a no brainer. You're, you're making money. while everybody else is losing. And I was making money. So I just kept doing what I was doing. And, and, um, and, uh, now I probably, uh, have about, uh, $50 million under management and, um, you know, that, uh, before you, the reason I was a little bit late today is I was with a client.
0: Like, we, yeah. we we roll with everything. <laughs> no, we got no ego. In yeah. I honestly and, didn't know if you were going to show up. Mike's usually late. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was, and I'm upstairs. I just mm-hmm. have to walk down the street. No, we just kind of roll with it. We said, you know, we, we, I didn't know what had happened. I, I was texting you on yeah. another line, so, oh, okay. so I yeah. don't know which phone i was texting but yeah. um but yeah so i you know we just kind of roll with those things we're all glad right. you're here glad you had a chance yeah. to say what you I want to say um so my last question is where are you going next are yeah. you still going to run again are you yeah. running the next go around um and then the other is i, I mean and and i fought this when i ran you yeah. have to raise a lot of money yeah um and that's a three county seat so you got to be in all four yeah, yeah so uh, you know That was one of the the rude awakenings for me, the first go around. Yeah. Uh, The second go around, I had a much better handle on it. Um, You seem like a guy who adapts pretty well. So what's the plan for for both of those in the future?
3: Yeah. So the number one plan is uh, obviously to get elected in through truth. And uh, if you want somebody that is a statesman, not a politician, you will vote for me, a constitutional conservative that uh, will do the right thing when in office and tell you the truth at all times that I will do. I promise you that. Um, it is four counties, Flagler County, Volusia County, the northern end of Volusia, Putnam, all of Putnam County now, and St. John's County. St. John's being the big, biggest voting block. I did win that county on voting day, um, and uh, I think in Putnam um, on voting day, but I got uh, basically hammered in mail-in balloting and uh, early votes. So, you know, I had to learn some lessons and, you uh, you know that's one of my mandates that uh, if you don't think that there's voter fraud going on, even in this state, which we we're better than most, I have an I have a, you know, and I sent you some information about that uh, in to the to, and I'm not calling any of the SOEs in these counties uh, unethical or crooks or liars or anything else. I don't even know if they know what's going on behind the scenes. I mean, I sent you an article where they're changing votes now through cellular data. And it's, it's, this is happening. I'm, you, know, you would not want to think that it is happening, but it is happening. In mail-in balloting, there, there's not even signature verification on some of these mail-in ballots. <laughs> and so unless we get a handle on our vote, we don't have a constitutional republic. <laughs> we will have a democracy, <laughs> but not a constitutional republic. And there's a, big, big difference. And I'm a constitutional conservative. And uh, we also get, have to get a handle on our insurance in the state, in, in the insurance industry in this state. And I understand we have hurricanes, and we've always had hurricanes. But why is it now that our insurance is the highest in the nation, both in auto and in home, mm-hmm. in property insurance?
2: Well, Because I can tell you right now, the auto, the knuckleheads who want to collect park their cars right on the bayfront. You see it every storm.
1: Yeah,
2: I mean, you 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 want to see a yeah. Cor, you want to see a Corvette? Uh, go down there, go down there during the storm. They'll park it right on the bayfront yeah. just so it gets gobbled up. There you go. And that's just yeah. and that's a hundred percent why our insurance is in Florida. Is well, so that's, screwed that's up. one of the reasons. And is, but I mean, that's that needs to stop. Yeah. Um, going back to the election stuff, um, you know, I think technology has advanced beyond because. I'm personal friends with two of the four counties, supervisors of Mm -hmm. elections, and they're the nicest and wonderfulest human beings in the world. I agree with with you. The technology has passed uh, our election process and that we got to get a handle on that. Yeah.
3: And, you know, it's look, if France, if the entire country of France, uh, basically a socialist country, can do a one day paper ballot vote with with verifiable ID. how is it that the state of Florida can't do that? And how is it that a, a representative, either of the House or the Senate, can't push that and um, write that legislation and, and present it in such a manner that everybody else agrees with it? And if they don't... Well,
0: um, and I, do, I I think Florida... I had Vicky Oaks on last week. Vicky comes on periodically to yep. let voters know what's going on and, and when things are, are happening and register to vote and all that kind of stuff, right? So... I think Florida is one of the better states in the nation right now. I think they learned from 2000. Um, I'm appalled that Florida can count all their votes in a day, in yep. a night, and be done by midnight. Right. And Georgia takes three weeks. Yep. And Pennsylvania takes three weeks. Michigan. And Michigan takes Michigan. three weeks. Yeah. And Arizona takes three weeks. Right. And, and for me, I can't prove that there's fraud, but I can prove every time that it goes on, the Republicans always lose, hundred percent. Right? So, I, I for me, I'm an odds guy, right? <laughs> right, right. You guys, guys,
2: guys got to get better at that. I, right. I, I look, I look That's at the on you. Odds mm. And I go,
0: look, if every single time it gets dragged out, you lose. Right. Mm. You don't have a lot of faith in the system. Now, you can say that the system is completely corrupt. You can say it's perfect, but you still have to look at that number and go, never once has a Republican right. won when it gets extended out beyond mm. a
3: period of time. But it's the Republicans' fault, Mike, because it's capitulation with the Democrats. What does the constitution say? We shall have a one-day voting day. Mm-hmm. Okay. How did this all of a sudden get stretched out to through two weeks? Oh, three weeks. And I talked to a lady the other, I was knocking doors just yesterday. Well, I like to vote three three weeks early or two weeks early. Mm-hmm. But, well, you know, I mean, I get it. I mean, everybody loves convenience. Yeah. But I I was it like convenient mine. for our forefathers to To rush the beach of normandy and and you know i mean come on Mm -hmm. well we have that
0: argument all the time because he's an early early voter, and i am a day of i mean i think i had to vote early one time because i had to go out you were traveling i was traveling traveling. i said i gotta go and i gotta do this and it is convenient and it is easy um the thing for me that I, i am most susceptible is the is is not the mail in but the Dropbox. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The Dropbox. And now they have moved them all indoors. They're all indoors now. So they have moved them. I get it, Troy. But you know what?
3: Even the mail-in, they're not verifying necessarily the signatures every time. How can you verify? Anyway, I mean, and and
2: just so you understand me and Mike play a lot of practical jokes. mm -hmm. If he dies first, you're mailing his book. No, no, no. no worse. I'm, I'm moving, worse. I'm moving his body to Chicago. So he has to vote Democrat. It'll yeah. be the first time in his life he's ever vote. So he oh can't die gosh. first. If he dies first. I've got great. bad friends. Well, <laughs> I've got really bad friends. Then,
3: then he knows he would be in hell, right? Yeah. yeah, just, yeah. yeah. He yeah. can't go first. Yeah.
0: So. Well, like, I, uh, we got about a minute left. Amanda, any questions? Uh, we, did
1: have, we did have some comments. Yeah. Um, requesting an appearance by Jerry America or Agent Orange to <laughs> yeah. the Florida
0: Man
2: Games.
3: Yeah. Oh, you know, the the man man games.
1: Now is putting on the Florida Man Games and they would, a lot of our viewers would love for you to show up as Jerry <laughs> America or Agent Orange.
3: Well, I think uh, Toby Keith wrote the perfect analogy to that. I'm not as good as I once was, but I'm as good once as I've ever been. Yeah. I wouldn't look as the, the same in my uh, Jerry America costume. As, yeah. None of us yeah, No.
2: <laughs> no. I, mean, I was going to say, today my birthday suit's always wrinkled. <laughs> yeah, that's,
3: right. that's it. Yeah, so. but, um, you know, I, just to give you your, uh, one last, I am an ordained minister. Um, I do uh, do a prison ministry. I've been doing that for the last 13, 14 years. And it's simply because I feel like I'm mandated to do so. And in that same regard, I think I'm mandated uh, and have a calling to go in and fight for uh, our, our, our freedoms and our Constitution. So I would appreciate everybody's vote and uh, in, in consideration if they want somebody that they can count on to be a truthful politician. And I know that's um, an oxymoron. Yeah, it really is. Uh, no, yeah. I,
0: but, like, and I appreciate you coming on the show. Um, and, and I appreciate it. We learned a lot about you. I'm sorry we didn't get the prison ministry. I had that written down as well. Well, thank you. Um, you you're talking to two guys who love wrestling as a kid, so you, we yeah, just kind yeah, of really hung yeah. up in that. That's our <laughs> yeah, fault. Yeah. Um, but no, uh, we really appreciate you coming on, and uh, thank you very yeah, much. Thank great, you. Great job. Uh, yeah, thank you. Good job. All right, this is the Mike Davis Show. We will be back tomorrow night. Are you here tomorrow night? I'm here the rest of the week. All right, Amanda and I will be back tomorrow. We'll talk about all kinds of national politics. I'll be here all week. Are you here all week? <laughs> Darn it. All right. All right, we see you tomorrow. Bye.